This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello, good evening to everyone who is joining us from the beautiful city of Sydney. In today's Daily Dose podcast, we are touch basing upon this very interesting topic of Afghanistan one month on as we discuss upon this theme of foreign policy and diplomacy. Um, And for today's Daily Dose, we are collaborating with the Afghan woman on the move. And so you can also understand the guest who is the founder and director of Afghan Women on the Move and has been doing an incredible job for the empowerment of women in Afghanistan and also the Afghan diaspora around the world. So we have got Mariam Popal Zahid again with us and we have got the co-founder of UGP, George Mavros, with us. Welcome to this episode, George and Mariam. Thank you, Sarva, for the invite. And hello, George. And hello, friends that are watching us. Hi, Miriam. I am delighted to be here with you today. After our brief chat the other week, I have been looking forward to this for ever since. So I'm really looking forward to talking with you further you. today. And good afternoon to you, Sarah. Great job, as always. So to begin off with this discussion, George and Mariam, um, Let's start with this recent development, you know, which has been happening on uh, in Afghanistan with respect to the government formation in Afghanistan. The kinds of uh, news that we have been getting in terms of the inequalities which are existing in those government. Um, a lot of countries have already expressed that the government is it's a government which has excluded the woman from the government. Um, the, the European Union has also commented on this fact that, uh, you know, you cannot have a government stating in front of the media that it is an inclusive government where we want to treat everyone equally, but we come out as a government where uh, we are not even having any women in that government. And in fact, United Nations has uh, mentioned that the prime minister who has taken over is definitely... Um, and the interior minister are definitely uh, not the ones who should be taking over that position uh, because they are classified, uh, the interior minister is, is, is in fact classified as one of the founders of the Haqqani network, uh, which is classified as a terrorist group by Washington. Um, not only this, uh, Pramila Patton, who is the head of UN Women's Agency, has called on that the women's political participation is definitely a fundamental prerequisite for gender equality and genuine democracy. And by excluding women from the machinery of the Taliban government formed in Afghanistan is definitely sending a wrong signals about the fact that they are forming an inclusive, strong and prosperous society. To start off with the conversation, I'll pass it on to Mariam to talk a bit about that. Uh, thank you, Sarava. And um, uh, yes, and it is unfortunate to see what has been unfolding since Taliban has taken over and what promises they have uh, kind of set in their social media uh, written messages, written messages, but not uh, so far uh, there is no um, 
action to bring that um, inclusive government as they have previously indicated it. And at the moment, uh, and, and it's going to be um, for, for some time that Afghan woman has every right to protest against Taliban if they don't, um, if they don't accept women and all part of uh, the government, um, uh, and if they don't, uh, if they don't want, or if they don't include us, um, then I guess um, uh, they will, they will keep, uh, we will keep fighting, and they will keep um, uh, facing, uh, facing us. Absolutely, I think for some reason we uh, lost George in between, maybe because of his internet connection. Um, looking forward to seeing him again because I had some questions for George as well. But the kind of developments which have been happening uh, in the in the Afghanistan have been quite distressing, not only in terms of the political formation, but also the fact that um, this government is again showing us signs of how it was in 1996 by bringing in those extremist policies in terms of you know, still the women are not feeling safe in terms of going out. And also yesterday you had posted about this fact that um, how the women should dress in a colorful attire and not move towards a burqa um, as is considered to be a traditional attire by the Taliban, which is actually not correct, isn't it? Well, I believe that women should given uh, opportunity and every right to choose uh, to what they want to wear. Uh, so uh, if they want to wear burqa, they will wear burqa. If they don't want to wear burqa, they don't. But this burqa or this black burqa or blue burqa in Afghanistan has been forced. So that's why we are objecting. If we given the choice of not um, uh, to, to dress the way we want, some can go with that scarf, some can go with a scarf, some can go with burqa, then that will indicate that we have a choice. But if they put us, they kind of exclude us from the government, and then they exclude us from um, higher studies, and then they kind of uh, makes us um, invisible behind those blue and black uh, curtains, uh, that's where we are not going to accept that. So what our, our Taliban are trying to do, they are, their ideology is to, um, they are trying to uh, force uh, on, on women, especially women and young boys and girls. So not just Afghan women at the moment are scared and confused in Afghanistan to what future holds for them, but also uh, from what I know and uh, very much connected with on the ground with Afghans there, that even the boys and girls that were born 20 years ago, they're also scared, they're also worried, they're also traumatized by the fact that what else, what is there for them in the future, for their future in Afghanistan? At the moment, the TV, there is no channels on the television. There is no hope that they can continue their studies and choose what they want to study. Uh, there are not much platforms available for them if they go outside of that structural kind of approach that Taliban has um, for the civilians or the people of Afghanistan. So that's how um, things are becoming so complicated. And uh, someone said to me yesterday that if the bombing or the suicides uh, doesn't, don't kill them, uh, the depression, anxiety, and this hopelessness will definitely um, will kill them. And that is, that is something that I'm very worried about. 
Absolutely. Just to bring George into the conversation, what I was talking to Mariam was that when the Taliban was in power two decades ago, women had to cover themselves from head to toe. And those who were breaking the rules suffered humanitarian crisis and public beatings in terms of their religious you know, police, which was controlled by Taliban. And again, uh, we are seeing the same kind of regime uh, stressing upon similar kind of restrictions. So they are portraying themselves as a different, re different regime. What do you have to comment on this, George? Well, I, I remember when we talked about this um, about a month ago and we decided that we would run the show uh, today because this would be one month on. And I said at the time, there's a whole lot of talk coming out of the Taliban, but um, we have to wait and see what, what the actions are by comparison to um, what they're saying. Um, I apologise for dropping out because according to Optus, that did not occur and I have a perfect uh, NBN service here. So you think I dropped out, I think I dropped out, but we, we're in some different world because Optus says that doesn't happen. Um, hopefully tomorrow they'll, they'll believe me that it does. Actually, Sarab, I might send him a copy of the show. Um, coming back to the question at hand. I, I read something uh, yesterday or today leading up to um, talking with Mariam, and it said that one of the Taliban leaders said that they, they are not suppressing women, they are not they are not going backwards. They're just merely going back to what their culture was um, before they've had 20 years of foreign interference, um, which sort of says that they are suppressing women. They have gone backwards, but not according to the way they see it. Um, a month ago, we were watching some dude on, um, on the TV telling us that they were going to respect women, they they wanted the education, they wanted women to do this, and yet women have moved out of suits and into burqas within a month. Um, you're still allowed to go and, and study, I see, Mariam, but now there's a curtain between male and female. We can you can still go, you can still go and, and pray, but you're you're to go in the morning if you're a woman, and the men can go the rest of the day. This doesn't really seem to me like no, no, it's all good. Nothing to see. Move along. We're, we, we've changed. We've, we've, we've worked out what we're doing. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of questions. Um, I would imagine, Miriam, even if we didn't have COVID at the moment, the last place you would want to be going to, not, not from your heart but from common sense right now, would be back to Afghanistan because you would be fearful. Somebody that's been as forthright as you have, somebody's been as powerful to get women to understand they're, they're, they've got rights in that, you, you couldn't possibly think that you would do women a service by going back there at the moment because I don't think we'd speak to you again. I honestly don't think we'd speak to you again. But the Taliban would have a good answer for that. One of the problems that we've got is how has the West handled it and how is the West going to handle it? There are there are so many actors in Afghanistan from all over the world, to be honest. So we just at the moment don't know who are our friends and who are our enemies. And that's yep. the real problem. And that's the foundation of all these crises that are keep unfolding and keep changing. And Afghanistan is, is taking different, you know, um, approach to tackle these issues and the governments are changing. And 
And as I said um, in my previous interview with you, with Sarah, that um, uh, 20 years ago when Taliban was uh, out and uh, and I left Afghanistan, I was like, uh, uh, that was that was nightmare. And I never thought that 20 or 22 years later, we will see the Taliban again. And that's why this shock still hasn't kind of really sinked in in me to kind of go and scream even louder. Um, but what I can understand now and what I have comprehend uh, through my studies and experiences and the more exposure we have to conversation and people and, and other perspective on this matter, that there are so many hands involved in Afghanistan that Afghanistan politics has become so complicated and now the religious perspective of very much political uh, become very political and and they don't they have lost the essence of um, the religion if they wanted to bring that uh, peace peace from religion uh, if they call the religion uh, that oh this is we would we wanted to do um, this particular way of life uh, uh, religiously for example have they have put these curtains between in, in, the, in the class between boys and girls. I'm just thinking, where's the common sense? The boys and girls enter from one door. The boys and girls will leave on the street, still will see each other. The boys and girls will be seeing each other in the shops and only in the class. What does will do um, um, for them? And, and it, it will only uh, put more attention to why they are uh, surrogated like in, in, a, in a class between a curtain. So these are very much um, staged kind of way of doing things. So Miriam, Miriam, don't you don't you think that that is in actual fact their intention to say, look, we're letting them go in there together, but by the mere act of what they're doing, you are automatically saying to the women, you are segregated <clears throat> from the men. It is a psychological statement to the women. This is no different to if you're black in the 50s or the 40s, whenever it was, you sit in the back of the bus. Yep, they're on the same bus as whites in America, but you sit at the back because you're black. You sit over there because you're a woman, right? It's the, it, if anybody thinks that this is anything else other than the first strike, of psychological warfare on women again, uh, I'm sorry, they're living in a different different world because that's and, and I, it, and is, I it is one of these passive aggressive approaches. Miriam, come into school, but get over there because that's you're a yeah. woman. Yeah, yeah. I don't think women women uh, or, um, can tolerate um, uh, this for a very long time. Maybe at maybe for the next couple of months or so, they will adjusting to at least enter back to workforce and, and, and schools and universities. I, and, um, there will be, uh, I never wish any more war in Afghanistan more than anything. We want peace in Afghanistan. But at the same time, as I said at, uh, at the beginning of this uh, uh, talk, that we have all the rights to protest against Taliban ideology uh, when they are trying to force it, whether they, were, we are, they are doing it through psychological aspects or emotional or social, physical, whatever forces they are using, they are just trying to use their power to control us. And that is, that is not acceptable. When they are trying to control things, um, uh, people of Afghanistan, uh, women of Afghanistan are not the, the, the same as they were uh, being um, experienced um, 
24 years ago when they were first in power, Taliban. So they are waiting for some, 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 some backlash um, from within the within the, the people of Afghanistan if, if the international communities don't do anything. But I will also encourage everybody and international communities, friends, uh, that they, they keep an eye on Afghanistan, don't leave Afghanistan alone, and we will keep conversating about what needs to be done and how to keep them um, uh, motivated and hopeful because at the moment Afghanistan facing another crisis of poverty and, um, and uh, you know, uh, and it's so bad at the moment. It, uh, it, the situation has gone from you know, bad to worse. Um, Mariam, just to continue with where you just left, you know, I want to bring this conversation um, at the Ultimate Global Podcast with some key facts and perspectives. That's what we always say in this mm-hmm. podcast. And let's bring in, bring in some key facts, you know, which really show the miserable situation of Afghanistan at the moment. Now, if you look at the UNICEF report, which was recently published three days or four days back and which I was reading, which says that Afghanistan has got one of the world's highest rates of undernourished children under the age of five, which is 35 percent. Number one. Number two, you know, the polio cases in Afghanistan are still there. Afghanistan is, in fact, one of the only two countries other than Pakistan to have cases of polio. Last year in Afghanistan, there were 56 cases of polio recorded. And another big thing for the children there is most of the children uh, are not at all safe. The UNICEF report, in fact, pointed out that around 1 million children in Afghanistan are in clear danger. And most of the children, you know, are growing up in an environment with, uh, with which has the, you know, trauma of a war which has just ended or I don't know whether it has ended or entered into the second phase that's what we call but in the first half of 2021 and this is a very critical figure in the first half of 2021 in Afghanistan more than 552 children have been killed and 1400 have been injured and which means that those many families have lost their closed ones in Afghanistan and these are the figures you know which we need to look at moving forward, if uh, Afghanistan really needs to come out of this misery of drought, undernourishment, um, you know, bringing their children out of poverty, bringing their country out of poverty in the coming years, isn't it, George? Yeah, and and then when you add into that, that, that um, Afghanistan's um, assets and and finances and all of that are external of the country and they've been frozen um i'm i'm still very critical and very skeptical about how much money left with the uh the the government that left for the benefit of the people um and and if anybody didn't pick up that was said sarcastically um so so you've got a you've got a country that's dealing with all that it's been dealing with with the wars the battles it's been ravished by COVID, as many other countries have. Um, you've got the the power base has now changed, and the Taliban are back in place. You've got the Western the 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 Western alliance. I will refer to, which is Britain, Australia, uh, US, etc., have have left and have said we shouldn't be here anymore. Blah blah blah. So. 
one would not expect that they're going to easily go back in, having just left. Um, so the finances are, are, are frozen. All of this other stuff's going on. What my concern is, Mariam, where do you go? What do you do to take the thing forward if you are in Afghanistan and you are a woman or a male that wants to support women's rights and, and the, the alternate idea to the Taliban? Because you and I and 55,000 of our mates could start a walk in, in Afghanistan and if the Taliban start attacking us, do you honestly think that the US is coming back in? I don't think so. Yeah. So, yeah. so so what have we actually said to the people of, of Afghanistan? What what is the message that the person in Afghanistan's got? You're on your own. Oh no, no, no. Uh, We've got the Russians and the Chinese, and they've already acknowledged that they're gonna they they're acknowledging the, the Taliban. Okay, so they acknowledge them and you think they're gonna go in and save you? Don't think so. Um what has happened has happened, right? What's what's what has been done is um, it's very difficult for me to kind of go back and uh, wish that things would not um, happen or would, what's happening cannot do much about it. But what can I really convey or try to do for Afghan people and people that are on the ground is not to give up on education. Education is the key for them to understand their basic human rights. And if they don't ask the right for themselves, no matter how many countries comes and goes in Afghanistan, no matter how much money will be given to Afghanistan, if they don't want to look at their immediate, uh, long, um, short and long-term benefits and, and, and make a stable life and future for them and for their um, children, boys and girls, don't have this gender equality and embedded in their way of life, Things will never change for my people, including my own families that are there. Look at, for example, if I say it in a very simple language here, when people that are got displaced, women are not just displaced, men are suffering, poor men are suffering all the same. Children are suffering, families suffering the same. One, I've been just delivered some uh, some first aid um help in Afghanistan last week, um, uh, thanks to, to our donors uh, from Australia. Uh, uh, and one of them actually uh, said the conversation that I had with my with my contacts there that um, wish things were different. But then the conversation kind of um, uh, was in a, in, a, in, a, in a sense that um, only if he knew that um, if the children were educated, if he were educated, they might even get a chance to get out now because only educated people got out of Afghanistan. So uh, until we don't have this, this um, uh, self-respect um, that needs to be kind of um, set and, and really implemented and, and given themselves the permission to say that this is my right, whether I wanted to uh, wear a scarf or don't wear a scarf, whether I wanted to be part of government, I don't want to be part of government, but I must give them a choice. At the moment, there is no choice in Afghanistan. And by one size to fit all, no one can last forever. Even Taliban, they might have, they might go for another couple of months or years and then what? Yeah, so I won't, I won't,